going on? It's a rainy, gloomy Tuesday. So we know what that means. Great car drivers, remember, don't turn your lights on. We don't need to see you when you're driving. It just makes us all less safe. That's all. It's the great car code. We all know it. All right. Uh, welcome to the program. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Pete Callender here in the phone numbers, as always, 704-570-1110 or 1-800-WBT-1110. You can also email Pete at thepetecallendershow.com and uh, on Twitter at Pete Callender. Remember, get the podcast as well, and that is at WBT.com, thepetecallendershow.com. It's on every platform. It's super easy. You click on subscribe. It's free, and it comes right to your smartphone or tablet um we uh we are aware of the problems with the uh the tune in app where people were listening um live you could listen live on tune in but there were problems with that so you can listen uh on the WBT app instead um i got an email here from Denny who says he is very anxious to hear about the leaking of tune in gate what did your technicians know and when did they know it I listen to the show daily, and I would love to not have to put yet another streaming app on my phone. I quite enjoy the sarcastic wit and the discussion of topics, but I really do think the onion rings make the meal here in Charlotte. That's that's from Denny. He says, keep up, the, keep up the great content. Yes, thank you, Denny. The onion rings were, that was yesterday's discussion. You can go back and listen to the podcast. Uh, yesterday's discussion about the crappy public art that is uh, springing up all over America. Now, I actually, I don't even know if I made this point yesterday, and I'm just going to move on, but um, there's a there's something nefarious to the, the degradation of the art, you know? I talked a little bit about this yesterday during the segment about uh, how, you know, it doesn't inspire us and all that. Now, if you are one who has read the uh, the list of... Tactics of how uh, this came out, I want to say, in like the 80s or something. It was like a defector from the Soviet Union. And they had this list of how they would take over America. And that was one of the things on the list was to make the art so bad that it doesn't inspire anybody towards, you know, beauty or greatness or or anything. It's just uninspiring. And it, it robs you of uh it robs you of the aesthetic and all that that induces in the human experience. And so uh, if you are one who has seen that list, uh, well, you can go find it. There's a whole bunch of stuff. And it's kind of scary how many of the things on the list are occurring <laughs> right now. The art is just one component. Um, all right. So tonight the Charlotte City Council uh, is going to be uh, voting on a uh, on, on a specific measure it's a rezoning measure but it has wider implications here okay uh so just i'm going to go over some of the details here but this does have larger ramifications not just for charlotte but for all cities really and it has to do with one of the local uh chick-fil-a schools. chick-fil-a we know with the hate chicken and everything and yeah, we know we know chick-fil-a has a uh drive-through restaurant, right? And it's over in an area of town in Charlotte called Cotswold, which sounds very, very fancy. Um, I don't know why, just that name has always struck me as fancy. And so earlier this month, the Charlotte Zoning Administration, or as I refer to it as the CESA, the Charlotte Zoning Administration, 
Uh, they voted to recommend adoption of a petition that would tear down a local Chick-fil-A over their hate chicken. No, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. They're, they're actually, Chick-fil-A is asking for the teardown because they want to rebuild. They want to rebuild it better, faster, stronger. It's going to cost like $6 million. No, they're going to rebuild it as a drive through only restaurant. The plan, if adopted by the city council, would eliminate indoor seating at the Cotswold location. Renderings also show an outdoor patio and walk-up ordering window that customers can use. This is a story at uh, WBTV.com. Now, I can tell you in, um, in Asheville, they had one of these. It was right across the street from the Asheville Mall. And folks in Asheville know exactly which one I'm talking about. And I think they actually... I think they may have closed that down and are rebuilding one next to it or something. I forget. That. I remember reading something about it. But I've been to one of these. Have you been to one of these where it's just, it's, it's just straight up drive through? And uh, we talked about this a couple of months back, and somebody actually sent me renderings of what is a, a two-story Chick-fil-A concept where you sort of drive underneath and the kitchen's up above and it drops the food down, which is really, I mean, that is the quintessential American dining experience now, is it not? (laughs) To to be able to drive up to a tube and just have your your deep-fried, you know, chicken thrown down a tube with some pickles and waffle fries and right into your car. Now, uh, I'm waiting for them to perfect the technology where you would just kind of slap on like a mouth guard of some kind onto the tube and you just hook it right into your mouth and just right into the face. Like it might, that might, yeah, the wait times might be a little bit longer. Um, Supporters of the rezoning say it's going to help ease traffic on Randolph Road, which is the road that it sits on, uh, which has been an issue as customers have poured into the restaurant's parking lot and drive through lanes. So, if you you can imagine what this looks like because you've seen well basically every single Chick-fil-A ever during lunchtime which is you know lying all the way around the building like three or four times lapped around the building and then out into the street down the street up another side street right they're just I think it's because they put crack in the breading I think that's what is going on there um the committee chairman this is the zoning committee said that continuation of its current use, uh, that this is an exceptional rezoning case, they say, because they already have a drive through permit, right? They're already allowed to operate as they currently are. And they're going to make some accommodations for traffic safety improvements. They're going to uh, help to develop a more pedestrian-friendly environment. I mean, aside from the, you know, all the cars wrapping around the building and everything. But aside from that, you'll be able to walk around In other areas, they're going to have a patio after all. I mean, a patio, that's pedestrian friendly. And so uh, they're saying that, look, they can already, they already have the drive-thru. They're asking just to, to, you know, do more drive-thru and less um, inside dining, which if you think about it, two years ago, if Chick-fil-A had made this petition two years ago, and I don't know how long it's been in the, in the works, maybe they did, but during the pandemic, this would have been probably celebrated as some sort of, uh, uh, you know, paragon of public health and safety. Look at the look at the 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 Chick Fil A people. They're like, 
really on board with the social distancing, the masking, all the COVID lockdown stuff. Like, they're just going for, like, they're not even going to plan to reopen their dining room. No, no, no. They're going to shut the dining room down permanently, and all we're going to have is the drive-thru. Now, I have made some recommendations along these lines. I think they're good recommendations. I've not heard back from any zoning officials or Chick-fil-A for some reason. But my idea here, and remember, no bad ideas in the cone of creativity. So I said you got to go vertical. You know, like they've got the, the circular ramps at Panther Stadium where you all the people walk up the ramps and down the ramps. All It's like one big circle. There's also a parking deck that's like that in Uptown, right, where instead of you going through the lanes and stuff. They've just got like, like these little cylinders, these these tubes on the sides of the uh, of the parking deck, and you kind of just drive in a circle all the way up and get off at whatever deck level you want. I think that's what Chick-fil-A needs to do. They need to stack the cars vertically. Or you can go like the Carvana route, right? You could load your car into the Carvana type vending machine thing, and it just kind of elevate you up. And you just wait vertically. You just hang up in the air, and then they move your car down or up or whatever, and you make your order, and then they lower you down. I think they need to get vertical to get the cars off the road because that's what's going to be the real problem here in getting this thing approved. Even though the owner is willing to bribe, I mean, contribute $70,000 towards the cost of a new traffic signal and other improvements at the intersection, even though they're willing to kick in that kind of money. And they're putting patios out for the pedestrians. Come on. They think they, they think this plan is actually going to help alleviate congestion at the restaurant. Although they say it's probably still going to back up onto the road. So <laughs> you got to get vertical. All right. How does this, how does this impact or how does it uh, relate to other cities? I shall explain momentarily. Talk 1110-993-WBT. All right, if you are new to the program, this is what we do. We solve the world's problems every day from noon till 3. Solving the world's problems. Why? Why would we undertake such a task? First off, we're all about solutions. And when you're all about solutions, you kind of got to look all over the world because there's a lot of problems. Number two, we're humble. So we solve the world's problems, and um, we're talking about this Chick-fil-A in Cotswold. Well, you know, you start local, act locally, think globally, all that. So the Chick-fil-A in Cotswold uh, is always backing up onto the traffic, is always backing up into the road during lunchtime. And uh, they, so Chick-fil-A is like, look, we're going to tear down our building and we're going to build a, uh, a drive-through only Chick-fil-A. And that's going to help alleviate traffic. However, the lawyer representing the Chick-fil-A uh, store in the rezoning petition, guy by the name of John Carmichael, he says, quote, I can't look you in the eye and guarantee you that there won't be queuing of cars on Randolph Road because there likely will be. I guess just not as many. I guess that's the idea, just not as many. Ralph, welcome to the show. Hello, Ralph. Good afternoon, Pete, and I'm all about your uh, proclamation about the solutions. I, when they had this plan going two years ago, I devised the XR3000 roundabout. Ooh. To, 
the first circle will let you access off and toward uh, the Chick-fil-A parking lot. It swings around the Krispy Kreme donut place. You can pop there and get a donut. And all this will be done without stopping. You'll be having a maximum speed of two and a half miles an hour. On the second level, you will be able to get your Chick-fil-A coleslaw uh, sandwich mm. and sweet tea, as Park Towns used to say. Mm-hmm. But then on the third level, it will help to alleviate some of the queuing on on Randolph Road. Uh, uh, since the attorney uh, designated that the, there might still be some queuing on there, it will alleviate a little problem, and then you will exit, go back down the circular uh, roundabout to Randolph Road and exit without even having to stop. All right, so how do you how do you regulate the speed to ensure that nobody goes too fast or too slow in the in the queue? Well, uh, Pete, I've drive that area, and it, once you get behind those queuing cars, you're you're only doing bare minimum, right? Uh, to 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 get your needle moving up to one mile an hour and stuff. So I, I've had engineers look at this. We went over it. We had a model mm. uh, with matchbox cars and not wheel cars, and it worked perfectly. The XR three thousand roundabout, you say. That is correct, Pete. Have you already trademarked this idea, Ralph? Uh, it's the patent is pending. Oh, all right. Pete Budichet is working on it as we speak. He said it, it looks magnificent. That's not good. Uh, to SpaceX exploration, and it's the new world order for transportation. Now, ordinarily, that kind of buy-in from a government official would have me uh, chomping at the bit to invest in your uh, your your operation. But it is Pete Bootygig, and uh, when it comes to transportation stuff, he doesn't seem to be very competent. Um, Pete, we also take uh, we also uh, having up and coming uh, a stock opening on this. We take Bitcoin. Oh, uh, that that Friedman dude is is our head chairman. Okay. Uh, I know he's got a little bit of legal troubles now, but he he, he should be out any any year now. Right. No, I, well, that's got, that's good. You got good management in place. It sounds like. Um, all right. So, I, but so I, I'm going to throw in a, just a, I'm going to throw in a a, a suggestion, a, a potential improvement to the uh, to the XR3000. In order to maintain the speed at two miles, two and a half miles an hour, constant throughout the line, I would like to import over. An idea that I had yesterday regarding mobility around the city with the hooks and the scooters. I suggest a hook, much like an aircraft carrier. And as you roll onto the, you go, go on to like a conveyor belt kind of a thing, and it would hook onto your car. And so then you would just keep your car in neutral and it would drag you through the drive through, through the circular, through the roundabout, all the way up. And so everybody is maintaining the same speed. Well, you know what? A light bulb just went off in my head. How about. A Chick-fil-A car wash where you can get your car washed and get your chicken, coleslaw, and sweet tea all in one bang. All at the same time. Oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. The Chick-fil-A wash. I like it. All right, Ralph. See, that's what we do here. All about solutions. Thank you, Ralph. Totally going to steal this idea. Ralph. I appreciate the call. 704-570-1110 if you got solutions here. 1-800-WBT-1110 because city council doesn't seem like they're very 
They're very uh, happy about this petition coming forward. They're very they're going to be very torn tonight because on the one hand, bicyclists and environmentalists, and on the other hand, economic development, Chick Fil A in a neighborhood, and if you take their Chick Fil A, they're going to be pretty upset. I suspect. News Talk 1110-993 WBT. Charlotte City Council tonight going to look at a rezoning request from Chick-fil-A. They want to tear down their own store and replace it with a drive through only store. Bicyclists, uh, advocates, as well as um, sustainability advocates and uh, environmentalists and, uh, well, Democrats. They are, they're, they're not happy with the proposal because... Cars are bad, and cars are really bad when they're going to get their hate chicken. So they don't like this idea at all. They would much prefer, uh, I guess, just like to rip out the entire road and just put in bike paths. I think that's what they're angry. No, I'm kidding, uh, but not really. Christian, welcome to the program. Hello, Christian. Hey, Pete. How you doing? Hey, I'm good. What's up? You know, I'm I'm a Republican, and I understand how my fellow Republicans love cars and whatnot. Um, and I do too, but what I see in every single major city is always the expansion of car-dependent infrastructure at the expense of anybody else, and Charlotte is one of the best cities that does this, and I think, you know, what we could do is actually spend some of our resources and time and money instead of expanding I-77 and instead maybe invest that into a reliable bus transportation or maybe expanding some rail in the city. But instead, we're focusing on, you know, helping the car-dependent infrastructure on Randolph Road. So, so all right, so I, so I would just submit that's a bit of a false choice for me because the I-77 traffic congestion really doesn't have much to do with the Randolph Road Chick-fil-A. But uh, to the larger point about car-focused uh, infrastructure development, um, so uh, on, so let's say, I-77, um, rather than add lanes or or a, a, any uh, kind of like new road systems around I-77, you're saying what, run a train down 77 or run a train south into Rock Hill? No, not necessarily. I mean, that could obviously alleviate some of the congestion, yes, but I think that in general, investing anywhere around the greater Charlotte area is way better than just adding one more lane, which has proven to never help in plenty of cases across the country. Right, So that, but that's why I'm asking, what's the alternative? Yeah, investing in public transportation in any, in any way. All right, so how then, do you, uh, how then do you square the decline in ridership that has occurred all over America, and Charlotte is actually one of the largest declines we've seen. I mean, our, our numbers were declining before the pandemic even hit, and um, they still haven't recovered. So how then do you explain the lack of interest in transit, the lack of interest in riding, even the trains? No, People are well, not riding them. Well, that, that's the thing. Uh, fundamentally, our infrastructure depends on the suburban sprawl. And Charlotte is one of the best examples of this. If you look at you know where most of our communities live, most people commute to uptown. And so if you have a situation where your uh, main uh, transit commute is you know three miles away from home, you're going to have to drive to the station, and then that's really no point in driving to the station, getting on a train. You might as well drive the whole way. Most people don't have a reliable transit near their home to be able to use. And most Stop-off stations are in the middle of nowhere with a massive, you know, 400-car parking lot. So what's the point of driving to there to get on a train? You might as well just drive to where we need to go. But most of the public transportation we invest in is really obsolete. 
What was so versus what? What would not be obsolete? It really would take a massive rethinking of what we actually have in America. You know, it's not necessarily the suburbs are bad, but they are dependent on our cars. And if we continue to invest in the more infrastructure, like a drive-through Chick-fil-A, instead of actually uh, putting more money into where it matters, then it's never going to stop the vicious cycle. Well, we're not paying. Well, well, hang on a second. We're not. The city isn't paying anything oh, for this, course, yes, right? This is Chick-fil-A's own decision, I, right? Well, of course, yes. But the, the city is approving this rezoning, so right? It is like allowing the you know further dependency on our cars. Right. So you would. So you think that the proper role then of the city is to uh, force people out of their cars through land use and rezoning decisions. I think if the city has the power to do so, then yes. Then yes. All right. So um, if the purpose then is to alleviate congestion, right, and and that's the idea that we're talking about here, because you want like so this Chick Fil A can't have a drive through because. It, it will alleviate congestion, but you don't like the fact that people are going to still be able to drive to the Chick-fil-A. So why stop at just Chick-fil-A? Should should we not be uh, approving any kind of, say, surface parking lots for any new uh, grocery stores, for example? Make everybody walk. It's not necessarily like you can't just like halt the entire economy and say, well, the car sucks, so we're going to not approve any more development. But if we can ensure that new development is actually worthwhile, for instance, mixed use. I mean, we have mm-hmm. our zoning in Charlotte. If you look at the map, it's pretty much just all single-family zoning. Right. Primarily where most of the problems lie within the city. And if we actually have different zoning in plenty of you know, outlying cities, then new development doesn't have to necessarily be focused on creating 100-car parking lots if companies and businesses have the the ability to actually diversify what they're building. Because we don't necessarily have to have the government be forcing people to build this stuff if they have the the freedom to do so. Look, I I understand the the concepts of of neo-urbanism, and I'm a a fan of it. Uh, uh, You know, Zawani and Platter, like I like all of the the new urbanism stuff, the mixed use. See, I'm an all-of-the-above kind of guy, but I also don't want to ban people from – that means I don't want to ban people from being able to live on a cul-de-sac – if that's something that they value, they want that open space for their kids. They want the safety of a cul-de-sac. They they want those things, and I might not. I might want to live in a mixed-use area. I have lived in mixed-use areas. I, I like them very much, and so I would walk to places, and uh, I, I want the options. So why then? I noticed because you said, I'm going to go back to something you said earlier, and I think this is the and this is really the core issue, which is we're still running people into Center City for the jobs, right? That's what you said earlier, that like all of the transit systems kind of, and, and even a road network is designed to be sending people into the center city area. Maybe that's the problem. I mean, yeah, we have, you know, we have plenty of examples already. Work from home has expanded. Uh, that's debatably, you know, some aspects bad, but we also have Valentine, which has greatly reduced some of the congestion into uptown. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think that more centralized you know, ex-urban areas are definitely a lot better. And it's not necessarily, I think, a lot, what a lot of uh, suburbanites, and I myself, I live in the suburbs. I don't hate the suburbs. I love the feeling of the suburbs. I don't, I think what a lot of misconceptions about uh, what, when people attack the suburbs and say, well, our car dependent infrastructure is the problem, it's not necessarily like you, you don't have to give up your, your, your neighborhood, your own house and whatnot in order to be able to also say, hey, listen, Everybody in this country, essentially, not everybody, but let's say 90% of people in this country are reliant on having to own a car, which Mm -hmm. is a massive financial burden. Mm -hmm. And then that's never talked about. And then if you don't own a car, you're pretty much 
screwed over in order to get anywhere. And most cities, including Charlotte, especially in the exurbs, don't have any public transport. And if you even point that out to an extent, you're called a suburban hater. You want to kill the suburbs. Like, no, you just want to ensure that people have options while at the same time being able to preserve that you know suburban life, which a lot of Americans. Enjoy. Right. So right. So part of the so part of the the, uh, the disconnect that I have with this argument is that uh, it sounds a lot like pulling the ladder up behind you. It sounds like uh, it sounds like a San Francisco uh, uh, height capping policy idea. Like like you said, uh, you know, you live in the suburbs, you like the suburbs, and you enjoy that. But essentially, you want to dictate for Cotswold how much uh, you know traffic should be running through their their Chick Fil A, and that is indicative of this larger issue of car centric development, which you live in. You live in the suburbs. That is a car centric development that you prefer. But if you're going to start limiting those options that are available by focusing everything into a less car-centric, more walkable, more pedestrian-friendly, more scooter-friendly or whatever uh, kind of development policies, then that sounds uh, it sounds a lot like what I heard when I was in Asheville, which was people moving there and they're like, I got my slice of heaven, now pull the ladder up so nobody else can get it. And uh, I think people make the choice to move to the suburbs probably for the same reasons you did, right? Right. It's done, but what I, what in my opinion is, is not necessarily forcing people. I think that if people are going to live in a mixed use area and still decide to drive everywhere, or even if they live in the suburbs and still decide to drive everywhere, that's their choice. You know, mm-hmm. they want to live in their own and, and travel in their own climate controlled box. That's their choice. But we don't have any options, and quite frankly, driving through Cotswold, you don't have any options there either. There is mass transit runs through. Cats runs through. Cotswold. It's extremely. Yes, but I think cats. Even in, in you know, I, I, I haven't looked at the transit map for for Cotswold there, but you can look at Valentine, for instance. Uh, Johnson Road is um, not even uh, on the cat schedule mm. uh, at all. And if you live off Johnson Road, which is very common, and one of the suburb suburban neighborhoods there, you will have to walk multiple miles along a road that has zero sidewalks in order to get on this public transport system in order to get uptown that is unsafe and unreliable and some people will die on a hill saying oh we have a bus system that it's it doesn't actually support anybody who lives in these suburbs so yeah including Cotswold you know Cotswold is more closer to uptown but it's still pretty much one of suburbs uh, one of Charlotte suburbs the original suburb yeah uh Christian I appreciate the call thanks for the conversation yep you have a good day all right you too take care Yo, you only got one opportunity. 31st annual Union County Crime Stoppers Barbecue. It's this Friday. We're actually going to be broadcasting all day from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. The event actually starts at 11. Tickets, plates, 10 bucks. Crime Stoppers is a nonprofit organization of citizens against crime in Union County. And they're going to be doing the presentation of the Law Enforcement Officer of the Year. Uh, there's going to be live music. I uh, believe the... Uh, is it Miss uh, Miss Unionville is going to be there, but also Miss North Carolina, sponsored by Allen Balkum Farms. So, um, come on by thirty first annual Union County Crime Stoppers Barbecue Friday at the Union County Agricultural and Event Center in Monroe. That is the way you say that, I believe. Monroe. Uh, event details are at UnionCountyCrimeStoppers.com dot com slash bbq. All right, we're talking about the Chick fil A. Uh, drive-through rezoning petition that is up for city council approval. Here's the here's the thing 
they already have the store, right? So Chick-fil-A already has its store. They already have a drive-through, and it's already backing up onto the road, the line of cars. So what Chick-fil-A is proposing is to get rid of the the, um, the dine-in area, make it more sort of efficient as just a drive-through operation, and so it'll move everybody through faster. And so the idea is that it'll at least minimize the backup onto the roads. But what this has turned into is a debate over all development of, quote, car-centric projects. So look, city council, you want to do the virtue signaling thing and say we're taking a stand. This is who we are. You know, this is about humanity or whatever. You want to make that stand, you go right ahead and do that. But then Chick-fil-A is just going to keep their store the way it is, I suspect. And you have the same problem. So the question is, is this a better solution than what currently exists? I mean, short of implementing the XR3000 roundabout system that uh, that Ralph uh, outlined. Ryan, welcome to the program. Hey, Ryan. Hey, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. What's up? Uh, the project of the Chick-fil-A. Yeah. I've got a couple things. The guy with the suburban area thing we were just talking about, going walking two miles. First of all, he decided to live there and buy there. Mm-hmm. So he should have thought about safety projects or the sidewalks and everything before he done that. And now the Chick-fil-A thing now was my thought is the city council needs to quit giving these people a little corner. Every Chick-fil-A I've been through has the same problem with traffic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why not take that store, sell it to somebody, whatever, and go two blocks over in a two-acre lot? Because they, if they do all drive-through, it's still going. It's going to get worse. How about this? Um, more Chick Fil A's. How about like do the Starbucks model? A Chick Fil A on every corner, so you could always right turn into a Chick Fil A no matter where you are. Exactly, and it's just going to get worse and worse. So quit putting them on the corner. Make them go down a block or something. If you want Chick-fil-A, you're going to go get your Chick-fil-A. That's true. Right, it's like drugs. That's why I said You're going to go get your Starbucks two blocks down Mm -hmm. on the main street. Yeah. Now, in fact, one time I saw there was a Starbucks that had opened up inside the bathroom of a Starbucks. That was how many they were opening. I appreciate the call, Ryan. Thank you. No, this is what I said earlier. We are traffic. It is us. People make these decisions. People make these choices to live in the areas where they want to live, and they make those those determinations. And what I find is in a lot of the rezoning fights and a lot of these uh, development type of questions, you get people that are like, I moved here in, you know, 1990-whatever, and the same thing in Asheville. This was a joke up in Asheville. Every single person that would go up and speak at the city council meetings opposed to whatever development project was on the agenda, they always started off by saying something along the lines of, I moved to Asheville eight years ago, and now I don't want this project. I want Asheville to look like it used to. And that's what now you're hearing in Charlotte. you got people who moved to the area 20 years ago, and they remember it like it was, and it wasn't crowded, and it wasn't busy, and now they're like, I don't like it being crowded and busy and all the cars. But that's why a lot of people move away is because they preferred a slower pace of life. They wanted more quiet in the countryside, whatever. They don't want to live in the city. And this is a city. Like, that's that's the reality. And cities have a lot of traffic, congestion, and noise. And people, generally. Although COVID might have done something about that with the work from home now.
All right, we'll, we'll pick it up after the news.